This podcast is brought to you by Zoo Media, the student voice of Azusa Pacific University. For more content, please visit our website at www.zoonews.com. Sorry for that cough, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. That was so dumb. Rank them with Cody and Jerome. I had a little cough. Nothing big. Just a little bit. Welcome to the show. Guys, this is the last episode of the semester. Mm. It's really sad. It's a real bummer that... I've gotten absolutely no benefit out of it. Well, no. this (laughs) I I did not tell you to be paid for this program. Um, But either way, we're going to have a good time. Another top 10 ranking. Uh, We're going to end with the bang, Cody. Something that we both are very passionate about is sports. What? We love them. What are sports? We love them. And nothing better than a good old American slash Canadian. North America. (laughs) Much easier said. List of franchises to end off our semester. So we're going to give the top 10 uh, best franchises in North America. Now I based my list off of not only uh, success towards a franchise, but also historic franchises, along with fan bases. Okay. That's what I base my list, basically. Those are the three subcategories. Yeah, I did, I did about the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Now, who wants to start? Would you like to start, Cody, or would you like me to start? You always start. I always start, because I'm the best. And well, guys, Because everybody really wants to know what I have to say. All <laughs> two of you out there. I know I'm going to get ridiculed for my number 10, right? Because... Yeah. It's just how it is, you know. It's if you're a fan of anything, you always get ridiculed for that thing. You're always associated with that thing. Specify more, because I don't know. You. you know what I'm saying? You always are connected with that. When you're thing. a fan of that thing, you're you're associated with that thing, and Why you're connected with that thing. So the tens, the Packers. Is that what you're trying to say? Number ten is the Green Bay Packers, yeah. and I have a legitimate reason for it. Founded in 1919, they're the third oldest uh, NFL franchise. But NFL's not that old. Was they were founded in 1919, and then they made their year in the NFL in 1921, which is when the NFL was founded. Yawn. But either way, guys, here's what I have to say about it. The Green Bay Packers, they're known as Titletown USA. Green Bay is. And that's because out of any other NFL franchise, the Green Bay Packers have the most NFL championships with 13. That does not mean they have the most Super Bowl championships. Because if you're unaware, Super Bowl was not a thing until 1967 when, you guessed it, the Green Bay Packers won against the Kansas City Chiefs. However, we only have four Super Bowl titles, but we have 13 NFL championships because we had a great dynasty in the 30s with Don Hudson and Arnie Herber at at quarterback. Okay, so my number (laughs) 10... My God, that was exhausting. So, Green Bay Packers, number 10 in my book. Yeah. And not to mention, they probably, in terms of fan base, to be the smallest oh, city oh, out of any... Here he goes, to have any, here no, he goes no, no, no. himself on the back. As far as fan base, which I'm a part of. I am a part of it. But think about this. Think about all the Packer fans you see in any other state. They, they travel well, Packer fans, for sure. Yeah. And... To th- and to think that it, that that team comes from the smallest city to own a franchise is uh, quite remarkable in my opinion. So I have them at number 10. Just simple as that. Cool. My number 10 is from a sport that I'm least familiar with. Least? It's a hockey team. Mm-hmm. I went with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes. They've got uh, 13 championships, 21 Stanley Cup appearances. So they're they're pretty up there. I don't I don't have much to talk about them, but put them up, I'm put them up at number ten. I got to get some hockey in there. And yeah, 
They they they're they're pretty they're a pretty legit hockey team. Well, I'm glad you said that because they're my number nine. Toronto Maple Leafs are my number nine, and I think part of the ridicule towards the Maple Leafs Mm -hmm. is the fact that they haven't won a championship in so long. I think the last championship they won was the 70s. So they had their strong era throughout like the 60s and 50s. But in terms of fan bases, I don't think there's a stronger fan base possibly in America or in Northern America than the Toronto Maple Leafs. If you go to a game where your home team is playing the Maple Leafs, half, half of the stadium is full of blue and white. They that could those... be, that could be said about that could be said about other teams, in a, on a bigger scale though. Hockey crowds aren't as big as a baseball crowd or a football crowd. You know what I'm saying? Well, in terms of stadium length, of right. course. But so so you have but you you, you I, don't know. I don't know. Not to mention another thing with Maple Leafs fans too. You can even tell when you watch TV because they they spend a lot of money. They want to get those good seats. So that first that first like half of seats that you can see on the TV screen kind of. Full of Toronto Maple Leafs fans, and Toronto is—it's a hockey. Canada is a hockey country, but in terms of which city resembles that the most, it might be Toronto. It's debatable, but I would say the Maple Leafs have the best fan base in the NHL for sure. Maybe the most annoying to some people, because they always hold their team, you know, higher and more superior than others, despite lack of success in recent memory. But okay. Anyways, I have the Maple Leafs at number nine. Cool. All right. Uh, number nine, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, arguably one of the greatest baseball franchises. Mm-hmm. Definitely top five, obviously. I mean, they're top ten in, in all of North American sports. But if you want to pound for pound, I think they're the most overlooked. When it comes to, like, the best MLB franchises, everybody thinks of the big guys, you know, the Yankees and the Red Sox and, you know, the Dodgers, guys like that. But the St. Louis Cardinals have been good for Forever. Mm-hmm. For, for as long as I can remember, even before that, I mean, they're one of the only teams that have 10,000 wins, 10 championships. Um, and then they have legends. I mean, you got like even recent, like Albert Pujols type guys, you know? they. And I feel like even in recent years, even when they're not that good, they're still good. You know, like the Cardinals haven't been good, I'd probably say, in like five years. Yet they're still well, above 500. They made you the know? CS last they year. Made, hmm? Yeah. They remember? made the CS? Yeah, but they got that. swept by the Nationals and the NLCS. The Cardinals, that was the Cubs. No, it wasn't. Last the Car- year, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. No. They beat the Braves in the DS, remember, in Game 5? Oh, yeah, and then yeah, they made yeah. the good CS, point, and they got point, swept. Good point, good point, good point. But the, and then the Nationals beat them 4-0, and then and the, the Nationals won right. the World Series. That You're was right. last year. But and, but that was the first time they made the playoffs in... A while. Since, like, 2013? Yeah. And that's the first time they won the division they, in a while. When they beat the Dodgers, yeah. So, but even... But that's what I'm saying. Like, even when they're not at the that Cardinal standard... Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still above five hundred. They're still competitive, so they're they're a great franchise for sure. Yeah, they just missed my list, and I was really considering putting on there because, out of obviously, besides the Yankees, they have the most World Series championships out of any other franchise in MLB, and that's accounting for something. Um, I did not have them on there, unfortunately. Okay. My number eight is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, it's it's known now. Well, now they're tied with the Patriots, but six Super Bowls was always. You know, the high standard for, you know, yeah. like how many teams could catch six Super Bowls? How many teams could catch up to the Pittsburgh Steelers? For the longest time, no one could. And Pittsburgh is one of those teams <clears throat> where, kind of like the Cardinals, um, they've never really had a period where they've been really, really bad. They've yeah. always been a tough team to beat. The stadium, Heinz Field, uh, that Steel City crowd is unbelievable there. And 
yeah, I mean, their dominant run in the 70s is, like, probably considered the most dominant era in terms of team success in football history with me and Joe Green and Terry Bradshaw winning four Super Bowl titles in the 70s. That's uh, That was a pretty remarkable feat for them. So, okay. yep, I got them a number eight. Number eight for me is the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. 24 championships. Yes. 33 Stanley Cup appearances. It's pretty impressive. They're pretty uh they're pretty legendary in yeah. the in the NHL neck of the woods. <laughs> so I got them over there. <laughs> you like that pause for dramatic effect? I have the Canadians at number seven. How about that? And I think Dude, we matched these up pretty good. We did. And I you know what's not funny purposely. about the Canadians? Is we I'm always hear part. you're not gonna laugh. It's a, more of an observation. Okay. What's funny about it? I guess it's not really funny. It's What's, more just no, a surprise. When you think of like, <laughs> when you think of championship dominance, you think of the Yankees. That's always what you think of. Twenty-seven World Series championships. They didn't even make my list. That's like an un, <laughs> that's like an undeniable you know feat. Yeah. But then they're up there, man. For some reason, people kind of forget that the Canadians have twenty-four Stanley Cup championships. That's by far the most out of any NHL franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the reason why I think it's overlooked is because when they did win a lot of their championships, that was when there were six teams in the league. Okay. So, you know, it's like you kind of forget. It's much harder to win a Stanley Cup now than it was back in the day. And and that's part of the reason, too, why like they haven't won one in such a long time. Mm-hmm. They're the last Canadian team to win it. I think they won it in 96, and that's always kind of like a cliche. Like I don't even think a Canadian team has made the final um, since 96. So Montreal kind of has that umbrella over them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, for, I mean, 24 Stanley Cups, it's, that's the closest thing to the New York Yankees in terms of dominance and championship victories. So yeah. you got to have them on there. And then fan base, if there's any city that compares to, to Toronto in terms of hockey fandom, it's Montreal. Um, they're kind of more aggressive. They're like a more aggressive Toronto. They're just very mean, I've heard. That fan base. I think it's so funny to say Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. You just really, just Toronto. really specify that, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. What number are we at? That was my number seven. So I'm going number seven. Yeah, my number seven is, and I'm, I can see your list from here, and it matches up perfectly. It's the Patriots. Wow. Which is funny. Uh, I mean, you you can't deny, especially in recent years, what they, what they're able to do. They're kind of the mm-hmm. standard for the NFL. Yeah, for sure. You know, and there, there's no denying it. Now, like you just said, they cut they kind of matched up with the Steelers as far as championship wins and you got Tom Brady who's gone now sad but I mean legendary there you know you got Bill Belichick and guys like that so they got the legends they got the fan base and they got the wins they got the rings to back it so yeah I yeah I have the Patriots at six and a kind of a tough call because when you look at their history there was a lot of years for them when they were kind of the laughing stock of the AFL or the yeah. AFC once yeah. they started to mesh with the NFL. Did you say AFL? It used to be the American Football League, That's yeah. Cool. Um, <clears throat> but then this is what I thought about, and this is the reason why I put them there, is when you think about football dominance in terms of decades, there's certain teams that mesh with each one. So for the 60s, you mm-hmm. got the Packers with Vince Lombardi, and then 70s, you got the Patriots, the 80s, you got the Niners. The 90s, you have the Cowboys. And then when you get to the 2000s, you would probably start to lean towards the Patriots because that's when they started to find their groove. And yeah, then... The Steelers, too. Yeah, they, they won one and then they got to another one. But besides that, they 
they really sh- like it was it was a competition in the 2000s between the Colts, the Steelers and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots were kind of the consistent team that were always finding themselves in the championship game, and that's when they kind of went on their run. They won three championships in the 2000s. And then you go into the 2010s and it's the same thing. You think the Patriots probably dominated that decade. So oh, for sure. For I, the fact that they were able to dominate two decades, they're probably the only NFL franchise that has ever done that, and that's why I put them there. And then obviously, obviously, you know, the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach of all time in the same team for mm-hmm. twenty plus years—that's something to definitely write home about. So I have them at number six. Okay, at number six, I think I have the yeah, I have the Steelers. Steelers six. Yeah, we kind of already touched on that, but I mean they've been. They've kind of been another golden standard of the the NFL, mm-hmm. even though they haven't been too good lately. But I mean, even even when they're they're kind of another example of even when they're not the Cardinals, yeah, the, yeah, I, they're not they're the not, you know, they're not competitive, but they are competitive. You know, like they're mm-hmm. not going to win anything, but they're they are at least they're putting good a good product out there, a good no product. So I put them up at number six. All right, number five. We're in the second half here. There we go. Um, <clears throat> well, we're gonna have a good talk about this one. This is, a, this is a top tier. Because this is the uh, Cody. If there's any comparable uh, team in terms of my fandom for the Packers, it's Cody's fandom for the Dodgers. It might be even more intense, right which on. is incredible for me to even think because oh, no, no. I'm a very <laughs> intense fan. But I have number five as the Los Angeles Dodgers. And here's the thing. I really, really considered them not putting – I really considered not putting them in here. That's unbelievable. Because – <laughs> This is a this is a marquee franchise. No, it is, and I I I think about it, and I'm like, I I just the history of the Dodgers is really what puts them on this list for me. It's, it's Recent success, you can't put them on the list because they haven't you won since '88, and they have six World Series championships. Correct. What do you mean recent success? They've been well, they haven't won been a, since '88. Correct, but they've still been very successful. Yeah, but very successful. The fact that they can't get it done when it matters. <laughs> I was reading an MLB article. I'll talk, I'll touch more on it later. No, but they were saying the the Los Angeles Dodgers dominated the 2010s, and this is the only time, legitimately, because they had the most wins mm-hmm. than any team in the 10s, and this is the only time that you could say a team that didn't win a World Series in a decade still dominated the decade. Los Angeles Dodgers. So I, I get what you're That's saying. That's a little shocking to me that they mm-hmm. put them there because the Giants won three titles. But then. You, but you then think, you think, think about the, the second half, you, and they were not spend, great. Like, yeah, they, they just substantially rebuild. terrible. Yeah, but here's let me go into why I put the Dodgers on the list and why I put them at, yeah. in the top five is because number one, you think about their franchise in Brooklyn, and it was kind of the underdog story of New York baseball because they started off as kind of a lackluster team, and then they kind of found that like niche or whatever, however you say that word, fandom. Yep. That kind of started to you know make that, that working franchise. Class. Yeah, it was it resembled the working class in New York, and I thought that was you know obviously that's part of the reason why the Dodgers were so successful in Brooklyn. Yeah, and then two obviously you think about them breaking the color barrier in baseball. After. That's probably the most important moment in baseball history. Honestly, um, in American history. Ooh. American Jackie history? Robinson breaking the, the color entire barrier? American history, not the Thirteenth Amendment, not the emancipation of slavery. I'm not saying the greatest. I'm saying one of the greatest moments in it's American up there. history. It's up there. It's still sports. It's not. <laughs> that was more than sports. What Jackie did was more than sports. I Are get you it. Kidding? I get it. But I, I, I don't. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> okay, That's, that is American history. I agree. I'm just saying. Not the most important moment in American history, but I didn't say the most important. No, it's not the most. It's it's one of the most important okay. moments in history. Okay, 
certainly gonna... in the civil rights movement. Oh yeah, well it, it it was ahead of the civil rights movement. Definitely, I'm, that's why just, it was just so important. The entire movement of you know. Yeah, it it, it definitely, I feel like it for sure uh, opened some minds in terms of, um, you know, the uh, disappearance of segregation for sure, and then also you think about their historic move to L.A. Them and the Giants basically brought baseball to the West Coast, which obviously has created its own separate market in a way. Um, in current baseball, even, I would say even created a sports market in the West Coast, made yeah. it what it is. Yeah, them and the Giants, their rivalry kind of brought in baseball to the West Coast, and it was always an East Coast thing until they were able to finally make money. Obviously, Brooklyn fans, Brooklyn Dodger fans, would not uh, agree. They'd see the move to LA as atrocity. Um, I think in the time now, it's kind of it's. Well, there I have. There, I'm sure. I, I agree, but I'm sure there's a lot of there was a lot of Brooklyn Dodger fans that just never became Dodger fans after their move. Oh no that doubt, that probably happened all the time. No doubt. So like thinking of those fans. Well, that's when the Mets stepped know. in. Yeah. And they and, they tried to fill that void of the mm-hmm. like even their colors. They took the blue from the Dodgers and the orange from the yeah, Giants exactly. and filled that filled that New York void. But yeah, Which, so poor Mets fans. <laughs> just just the Hanging history, up. and then not to mention the talent that's been on the team. I mean. Besides the Yankees, they probably have the most talent out of any franchise in history. In terms of, you know, you cannot say that they don't have they have more than the Yankees. That's just false. But it's okay. It's fine. How is that false? It's completely and utterly false. <laughs> we'll get into the Yankees if My you want. We'll God. get into them later. But Dodgers number five. Okay. I knew you were going to throw something in That's it. just crazy to say really that. set me up. The Yankees probably Number have five four of me. the top ten players of all time. Number five for <laughs> me is the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Okay. They're great. They dominated they NFL for... for The 90s was for, for, for a cool For a cool minute, they're one of the highest... I think they are the highest valued franchise. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Like almost $2 billion. When you have, when you have a like billionaire that. running your franchise. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you look at them from a, from a business standpoint... Their fan bases, you can say what you want about them, but they are passionate, and there's a lot of them. They got a huge fan base, um, so yeah. I mean, and and I mean they they've had legends out there. They put together a pretty good product, even though I feel like they always kind of underwhelm. At least in recent years. Ooh, recent in recent years, 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 the eight and eight yeah. plague has been a problem for them. Recent years. Um. um yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, number four, I put the Boston Celtics now. This is the kind of the one where you can either pick between the Celtics or Lakers. I don't think there's any denying that those are the two best basketball franchises in America. Um, but I put the Celtics um, after the Lakers. I put the Celtics at four. And let's make something clear right off the bat. And I don't think there's any denying it. I really don't. If, if someone would like to argue with me, I would love to hear it. The Celtics had the most dominant team in base in, in any sport of all time. And in the sixties, throughout the sixties, they won nine in titles. Any sport of all time? In any sport of all time. You can consider any sport in the world. You can consider <laughs> In the world? In the entire world. Dude. Dude, they won t- they won nine championships exactly. in ten years. Nine. How could th- that's never gonna happen ever again. Bill Russell won eleven rings in his career alone with the Boston Celtics. That there's that that is the epitome of dominance. But then you once can you make look, an argument that you know, like the the competition against that. I mean, dude, they played a Lakers team every year who really should was championship worthy, but it just they could not beat the Boston Celtics. 
It was it was just a constant plague for them. They couldn't get past them. But then you look at the Celtics recent in like recent years, and they you know that obviously they haven't been able to win as many titles. They had great teams in the eighties with Larry Bird and uh, Kevin McHale, and then obviously their two thousand nine two thousand ten reign with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. But in terms of that sixties team, that's the reason why the Celtics are so well established, and why a lot of people would consider them the greatest basketball team of all time. I'll make this real short. Number four is the Celtics. <laughs> okay. As well. Yeah. So tag along with all that. Yeah. I have Celtics at number four. Perfect. So look at that. We got the same thing. I'm pretty sure we have number three the same. Um, we don't. We don't. Oh, okay. Um, I have the Lakers at three. It's. I mean, it's really close. And I think what gets, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. Because the Lakers did have that time in the seven in the sixties when they couldn't beat the Celtics, and that's probably a big hit against them. But in terms of consistency, um, there's no question that the Lakers have been the most successful franchise in basketball. They had their time even when they were in Minneapolis with uh, George Mikan, that big center over there. Uh, they won titles with them. They won titles, you know, with Jerry West in the late seventies when Wilt Chamberlain came to join. And then the Magic Kareem era, that they won titles then. Then you look at 2000s, you look at Shaq and Kobe, rest in peace. And then obviously now, they had their few years of disappointment. They were trying to rebuild. Then they got LeBron and Anthony Davis, and it seems likely that they will eventually bring a title back to L.A. Um, so they've just been a consistently great franchise. The fan base is unbelievable. Um and it's it's just that iconic purple and gold. It's one of the most iconic sports colors um, in America. I mean, it's it's just always going to stand the test of time. And I, it's one of those franchises that I don't think will ever be able to leave where they are. They're always going to be LA purple and gold. They're never going to change their look. It's just very classic, very staple. So I got the Celtics at three. Number three. I've got the. I'm surprised you because I know you're gonna say you're gonna put the Dodgers, and I'm surprised you have them at yeah, three. I got I got the Dodgers at number three. Um, of course, I mean, if we're going personal, I mean that's my team, but I gotta also be realistic, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no denying. I'll 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 address the elephant in the room right off the bat. There is no denying they haven't won a title since '88, so that's hard to we say. We already addressed it, right? So that's hard to say. <laughs> well, Cody, how would you put them in your top three, right? No, I mean, I just. You have you have what they've done for the game of baseball, what they've done for sports. Um, some of the greatest players to ever play the game. You have Jackie Robinson, obviously. But then you have some iconic sports moments. You you know you have your Kirk Gibson walk-off home run. You have one mm-hmm. of the greatest announcers to ever announce the game who has his entire career. We're talking about Vince Who Stoller, might obviously. be if you really... I know there was a poll in like the 1970s that said the most iconic Dodger figure, and they put Vince Scully. And to think that he, he would go on... To think that he'd go on to commentate for three to four more decades, he's probably the greatest Dodger of all time, if you really consider it. You can consider that, for sure. Um, but then you can also look at... I mean, they're they're a high-valued franchise, as oh, far as money-wise. Sure. They go out and they, they spend their money. But they also develop very, very well. Not even just recent years, but they have the most rookie of the year of any MLB team ever. Mm-hmm. The, set, the team that's number two is like less than half of what the Dodgers have. So they develop talent really well. They scout really well. They put together a good product. They go out and they buy big players. Um, and then, like you addressed earlier, I mean, what they did for the color barrier with Jackie Robinson, and then what they did for West Coast. I think West Coast sports in general. I mean, there were yeah. sports here, but when the Dodgers and Giants moved over 
it kind of addressed that there could be a sports market. Legitimately, the there Coast. really wasn't like that. Yeah, before it they was came, real minimal, and and that was the reason nobody really yeah. made the move is because they didn't they didn't think there would be a market over mm-hmm. here, and so the Dodgers made the move. Giants came with them. They got that rivalry, and then now I mean it's a it's a huge market. Obviously, you know, yeah, sure. uh, with L.A. and just California in general, but the entire West Coast. Um, so you can you can give credit obviously the to the Giants, but a big big credit to the Dodgers on that. Um, and then, kind of tagging on to what you said about the Lakers too. I mean, they're an iconic, an iconic franchise. You have that Dodger blue, you know, the white. They're another team that I can't see ever leaving LA. Yeah, ever really changing never, their yeah, look. They're never going to change their uniform. They're going to stay at Dodger Stadium, which is the third oldest stadium, but mm-hmm. also very beautiful. You know, a beloved stadium. So yeah, for sure, they kind of have all those key elements besides the recent championship titles to uh, be in, be one of the greatest franchises. That's why I put them in my list. Yeah. Yeah, you better. I did. Even though you didn't address all the beautiful points I did. I was pretty close to addressing everything you said. Yeah, yeah, you did. Number you did, two you did on my list is the Dallas Cowboys. They're um, That's probably crazy. They're probably my least favorite team. That's crazy. That's why they're all crazy time. You put, you put uh, it there too. My dad is a Cowboys fan, and we just don't under we just don't understand each other. It's a complete. There's a wall there between f- football that we just don't get. Not many can't people, cross. Not many people understand your dad. That's true. Um, <laughs> the reason why they're so high, well, they have five championships. You got to give them credit for that. Again, they dominated the '90s with Jimmy Johnson, Troy Aikman. But even before that, you look at the Roger Staubach, um, you know, just and that stellar defense that uh, Dallas D has always been something that they hold pride in in their historic franchise. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 talents there, the success is there. But then you think to me, this this is all about marketing. I think the Cowboys, they might have the best market out of any team in sports besides my number one pick. I would say there's something about that Cowboys star that that generates so much emotion. If if it's someone that hates the team, whether it's someone that hates it like me or is a diehard fan of the Cowboys, that or even if you're just barely know anything about football, you know that star. And you know what it means. You at least know one cowboy fan. Everybody knows. Oh, cowboy everyone fan. knows at least one cowboy fan. But I, even just the logo, that logo generates so much emotion. Yeah. And it can either bring so much frustration or so much joy. Um, and then yeah. And the Rams he, knocked them out though. Give me some of that. Yes, you did. The, cow, the Packers have knocked them out a few times. Stop it! But the God Rams bless. did it recently, so. Uh, so did the Packers well, in twenty sixteen. But um, the Cowboys. Rams did it earlier than that. They're America's team for a reason. It's because they have the biggest fan base in football by far. I don't think there's I don't think there's anyone any team that even comes close in terms of longevity of franchise. I, uh, I would say this next fandoms. this next team's pretty damn close. I'm talking about for football, just for football. Um, so the Cowboys, yeah, and not to mention, yeah, Jerry Jones. He's the most illustrious owner in in any sport. Um. And hmm. he's just ridiculous. He's an absolute. <laughs> he's just a hoot, and you know he he's been with that team for so long, and so I got to give him credit for, um, you know, st- sticking with them and longevity. But, anyways, yeah. you know it is what it is. The Cowboys they have the success, they have the market, they have the talent, they they've got it all. I can't deny it. For number two, I have another LA team. I got the Lakers. Yep. Lakers at number two. Touching on what you said, they're iconic. Iconic, you know. There's not, yeah, there's really they not have some much of the greatest more, players to ever play. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing too that that I think people because there's always that Celtics Lakers debate. The Lakers have had more 
like legends. historic legends. Oh, no doubt. By far. And they've always had one on their team ever since they yeah. were founded. Yeah. Um, and they've had the success to back it. I mean, a ton of championships it's cra- and- to me what's what's crazy to think about the Lakers is you think about that like consistent winning you know it's, it's always been a thing for the Lakers they've always had a, they've always been a playoff team always yet they they always found a way to get the best talent in the league they always found a way to get the Wilts they always found a way to get the Kareems and then you think about who they drafted they drafted Magic Johnson with that number one pick mm-hmm. and then they they didn't draft Kobe but they traded to get Kobe it's like, how the heck did they pull all this off? It's almost like, to me, it's like the Dodgers in terms of, you know, the way that they build their farm system. How the heck did they find so much talent to mm-hmm. fill their farm system with? You got to give so much credit to scouting and also those general managers and those people that can convince, you know, can get good trades to go through. Well, and who make the risky moves and see that upside? You yeah, know? Like, for sure. Like, like the Kobe, like they saw his upside and they didn't know he was going to be who he was mm-hmm. until, and, and they... They make the move. They make they take the risk because they think he's going to be great, and he turns out as one of the greatest of all time. And imagine if Kobe Bryant ended up being a Charlotte Hornet. Wouldn't he wouldn't have had the same career. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, he, he would have been under my, Michael Jordan's wing because Jordan retired pretty soon after that, and he that would be ended up buying story. out the but, I mean, Hornets. Yeah. But, yeah, no doubt. To, he wouldn't play, have been the same. I mean, you're playing for the, Kobe for, was for the so, greatest NBA franchise. He was, like, he was like magic. He was so perfect for L.A. He showcased... That you know, bright lights, mm-hmm. uh, just the way he would play, the force he'd play with to get to the rim and stuff like that. He he was perfect for that team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lakers. We could, we could say our number ones together because we. Yeah, number one. It's not even a question, um, in my opinion. It's the New, New York, York Yankees. Yankees. Bummer. I'll let you go first. Go on and talk. No, about I'm just kidding. Games. I mean, I, I think it's kind of like bread in any baseball fan. Like, uh, like they're they're kind of along the lines with the Cowboys. You yeah. either like them or you hate them. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm a Mets fan, I'd be like, okay. You tell me you're a Yankees fan, get out of my face, you know? But I, <laughs> and, that, and that's, I can't even imagine for you guys or, like, a person who's an American League team. Like, like I we barely even face the Yankees, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's just, they're a team that has always been good. They've always been the elite tier. They play in New York, which is one of the biggest sports markets, if not the biggest sports market in America. They have a billion-dollar stadium. They've got great talent. That classic pinstripe look. I mean, the Yankee hat is the most iconic hat probably yeah. ever. You know, yeah. like you, you see, you don't even have to be, you don't even have to be from the United States, and you see a Yankee hat, and you know what it's about. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then like you touched on earlier, I mean, arguably, they they've got to have at least at least three to four of the top, top ten, ten all-time players. For sure. You know, um, even all the way down to Babe Ruth and guys oh, like of that. That's probably when they're when most of their talent came in, was those early years. You think about the talent they've had yeah. on that, those but teams. They, but they've just they've legitimately like they have been a team that has, from the very beginning, has been the New York Yankees. You know? Yeah, like they've there's been changes because obviously they start real real. I mean, if you want to go back way to the early eighteen hundred type deals, but. You know, like Dodgers make the move. The Boston Red Sox kind of changed their name, which didn't even make the top list. They did not you make know? my list, no. Cardinals. You know, all, all the baseball has a tendency because it's such a historic sport. Mm-hmm. It changes a lot, and it's had a long history. But the Yankees have always been consistent as New York's team. You know, think about this. This is what I think about with the Yankees. Back on that history point, they've always held the same fundamental principles <laughs> with their team since the beginning. Yeah. Think about their think about their jerseys. No, no last name on the back of their jerseys. Still, them yeah. and the Red Sox are the only teams to do that. 
there's this huge thing with them not allowing like facial hair. Yeah. They want every single player to look clean and classy. They've held this until the two, 2020, mm-hmm. right? It's unbelievable, the consistency of the New York Yankees. It's unreal. And then, obviously, the 2010s, they weren't able to win a World Series. But before that, they hadn't won a World Series in a decade since mm-hmm. the 1920s. Mm-hmm. So, it's again, yeah, you're, you're right. It's the consistency and success. They well, found they, it and, every and, year. And you, know, well, and you know what they're about. Like They say it. They're always about winning a championship. Yeah. That's it for them. You know, like you you have you have teams that and even to a detriment, right? Because I think a lot of the negativity that's come from the Yankees has also been that they'll do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. They're they're kind of what the Astros are becoming now, right? You know, like you had guys like A Rod that were on that team and they were totally fine with it mm-hmm. as long as it was for them to Roger uh, Clemens, right? Yeah. As long as the Yankees were winning, A Rod, Roger Clemens, you know, guys like that, do whatever you want. You know, and so they got in trouble for different kinds of cheating, and they were they were guys that got caught with pine tar inside their gloves when they were pitching. Like so, that's kind of where they got their negative rap. But but it goes to show you that they legitimately are all about winning. Yeah, and, no and that shows. I mean, how, how many titles? Twenty twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven. The most out of any team in the in I don't think there's any team in any other sport ever. That's crazy. That has that has had that much, success. and I mean, th- then you can have the counter argument that the, that a lot of the Red Sox fans have, of like, almost wait, like over half of those titles were like nineteen tens, you know, like where baseball wasn't insanely competitive. But I don't know, man. Credit where credit is due. I mean, you won the title, you know. Well, think they think about all the teams they had to play that were in New York. They had to play the Giants and the Dodgers. It's pretty consistent. Like they had to play the Dodgers. Every year in the fifties in the World Series, and they beat them almost every time. Yeah. So they no, there was a lot of talented teams that they had to play to get to those titles. I and think. I think, but like even fifties is like the more modern titles. Like I'm talking like. Well, yeah, you're when talking baseball about the was handing Ruth. out titles. You know, like when it started handing out titles, the Yankees won. Like the probably the first. You know, just because I mean there wasn't like I said credit or credit. I mean, e- even if you took those ones out, they still have an absurd amount of titles. They're they're. The greatest. I don't. When I think about the old Yankees in terms of like the Babe Ruth and the Lou Gehrig Yankees, I don't think about them just being handed titles. I think about them changing the game of baseball, turning it into Absolutely. a long ball era. Absolutely. That's what. That's they what made, makes they made me it excited. About the Yankees. They made it like yeah. They made it. They honestly made it the entertainment mm-hmm. industry versus just a sport. You know, like baseball was a sport, and then you had guys like that that came along, and now it's an entertainment. Yeah, for sure. You know, like it's it's like going to watch a movie. Like, it's exciting and it's. It's funny to think like even back then there was those old, because you think now we get mad at pitchers for only throwing like 75, 80 pitches in an outing, mm-hmm. like and we and we we're like we hold that old ball like oh man pitchers back in the nineties or eighties yeah, they would yeah. always pitch to like one fifteen one twenty every time and then it's funny to think that back when Babe Ruth was hitting those home runs. There was those people saying that that's not real baseball, that that that's not you know taking your bunts when you see them or mm-hmm. you know focusing more on like people the strategy still, of the I game. Mean, that, and that's still an argument to this it day. Is, yeah, the home run is exciting, but a, a lot of people, and I'm kind of, I'm I'm a, I'm 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 teeter tottering, right? Because I like the classic strategy of the game. I like yeah. the don't swing for the fences, move the guy over, sack fly. I I like that kind of baseball, but I don't think. So I, I like that baseball when it's played at the right moments with mm-hmm. the right player. Um, I don't think a guy like 
Aaron Judge or Cody Bellinger should be. I I I I appreciate a game. How do I put this? I appreciate a game that that is like it's full a com- it's a complete it's game. full circle, right? Like a Mike Trout, he's a great example. Yeah. He can take his home runs when he needs them or when he can, but he knows how to move a guy over. So I, I like I like a good balanced player that's not completely extreme. But that's a common argument is that cut down on the home runs, shorten up the swing, less yeah. strikeouts. You know, um, so it, that's kind of all that to say. But but even the Yankees are big on that. Like they're they're what are they calling themselves right now? The uh, the Bronx Bombers, you know. I mean, that's not right now. That's kind of always been a thing. But they're bringing it back because yeah. they have guys like Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. I mean, they mash that team mashes. Um, they're they're, uh, bringing, they're monsters that back. in the box. They are, according to Aaron. <laughs> uh, but apparently, they're all. I mean, their fence is like three fifteen. But that, <laughs> beside the point that they're playing in a little league ballpark. No, I'm just. I mean, they're still facing the best pitching baseball's ever seen. But um, there's no question there. They are. I think it, they're if, the greatest. Yeah, I think if the Yankees weren't ever a thing, baseball wouldn't even be anywhere near close to what it is today. Mm-hmm. They changed the game so much with the talent that they had. And then final point, I talked about the Cowboys logo bringing up emotions. Talk about the New York Yankees that, that's, logo. That's what I'm. Talk as far about as, as far walking. as logos, as far as logos, that's the most iconic. Oh my gosh, no question. But no think, question. talk about like over walking Cowboys on the street and seeing a guy in a Yankees hat. The frustration that some people feel, like wow, you're support. You're you're one of those people. You're, you're a Yankee su- man. Yeah. You're supporting the dynasty, the evil dynasty of the New York. But Yankees. even even like that hat, similar to like a Dodger hat. Also represents the city. Oh, totally. You know, like people people will visit New York or L.A. Yeah. And they'll buy a Dodger or a Yankee hat mm-hmm. and not even know that it's a Dodger or Yankee hat. You know, like it's iconic more even past the team, but the city, which is which is what I think a sports team is. It represents your city. For you sure. Know? And so, yeah. Beautiful stuff. Iconic. Beautiful. My goal is to like the New York Yankees. I try my best. Yeah, I'm honestly, I, I know, because I, I was just trying to fall into the tip, but I'm not like a Yankee hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, because I don't have to, I never have to face them. Yeah. Rarely have to face them. We did last season, but yeah, I mean, I, if I had to face them a lot more, especially the team they have now, I probably would hate them a lot more. It's just it's just <laughs> kind of that, and it's also like, if you, you want to talk about passionate fan bases, my goodness. Oh yeah, they're there. They, they're there, but they're also just, oh. They're aggressive, and so that could be very frustrating as a baseball fan <laughs> to get in an argument with the Yankee fan because they are just they're just over the top. But I mean, same argument could be said. I know that's how you feel about the Dodgers, and rightfully so. Dodger fans just, are very similar to that. Very similar to that. Just a public service announcement to sports fans: try not to get into arguments with these fan bases that are very irrational. Just kind of irrational. Accept, uh, you know. You, everyone needs to accept that there's some franchises that have fan, fans that just don't understand anything no besides their team. And we just have to accept that as what it or is. Or just what they're talking about in general. Like, I, obviously, once again, diehard Dodger fan. I'll go through Dodger comments on Twitter. I know. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, do you do you watch the games? They're just Do emotional. you know baseball? They're emotional. You know, like, it's just absurd. And then same with the Yankees. I mean... Uh, Every every team's every team's got them, but there's just some teams that have them more. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Dodgers are up there. The Yankees are up there. The Red Sox have some brutal ones. Just the big markets. Big markets. I mean, but even I mean, especially with this whole scandal right now, the Astro fans, 
Just own it. Own it and move on. Don't argue it. Right, Don't well, argue it. That's not the, that's not the conversation. On. Thankfully, none of neither of us. No, let's the, the second part of the show. Time. So we have the ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, that's it for the program. That's it for the semester. It was yeah, fun. It was, it was um, hopefully, Cody and I will maybe make a return sometime. Yeah, I'll on let you show. guys know when he pays me for all this. Not happening. Time. He's not getting any sort of income. I'll let you guys know. All right, guys. Have a good one and uh, stay safe out there, huh? Stay safe. Yeah.